On the show today, we talked about the Eastern Conference and the NBA. Steelers are 11-0. Paul George breaks down the 3-1 blow-up. LeBron gets some money and updates in regards to COVID testing in the NBA. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. lost the cover on the show today Uh, so I'm going to kick it off with the Steelers and the Ravens as you know today was Wednesday the game that was supposed to happen on Thanksgiving gets pushed to nearly a week later uh, on tonight or sorry today they played at 340 in the afternoon Uh, they weren't going to give the primetime game due to the Christmas lighting uh, happening at Rockefeller so who cares about football when it comes to that? So the game has been moved, ha- had been moved three times, and today it continued. Uh, Steelers with the win, 19 to 14. Saw bits and pieces of the game, nothing really too exciting with it. Robert Griffin III was the starting quarterback, not really doing anything moving the ball. They brought the backup in for that as well. The Ravens were missing players. Steelers were missing players. But the Steelers have now swept the Ravens. Now are two and zero, or now eleven and zero on the season, and they're right now looking like the best team in the AFC. Will they go perfect? Who knows? But as much as the NFL wants to keep moving the Steelers around and try to give them challenges, because this is the one thing they've gone through adversity, uh, especially with the Titans and other games, losing their bye week early. It's going to be interesting on what's going on. They're looking to get the number one seed in the AFC, which is good because then they get that actual bye week they would like, get some time to rest, lick their wounds, and look for, towards the playoffs and who they will be playing. Um, but, you know, Steelers did win. They're 11-0, and 0, so we'll see uh, how the rest of the season progresses. Their game for Sunday got moved to Monday, so now they're not even getting much rest. Like maybe a day, they got to go through a walkthrough, prepare for their game on Monday. So, you know, Steelers are in a pickle, and the Ravens game got moved to Tuesday. So, it it's just another day in a COVID-filled NFL. So that's what's happening this week, or sorry, that's what's gonna be happening next week. But the Steelers did win 19 to 14. Updates in the NBA. So what I'll be doing uh, later on in the show, I will be discussing the Eastern Conference Final. A few things changed. I started working on uh, some rankings and what I think, which team's going to finish in the uh, top eight of the playoffs. And then an update, uh, which I'm going to break, or not break now, which has already been broken. Uh, Russell Westbrook and has been traded to the Washington Wizards for John Wall in a first-round pick. Now this uh, first round pick is a future, so it's either going to be 2023, 24, 25. It is protected picks. If it goes out to uh, 2026, it breaks into two second rounders. But the trade has been done. Uh, I don't really know what to think about the trade. 
maybe this was what keeps James Harden in Houston, uh, having John Wall on the team if he's healthy. But, you know, Westbrook, he's okay. It's You have him, now Bradley Beal, on the same team, so it could be interesting. Does this impact Washington in the East? It could uh, in regards to ranking, so it, it's hard to say. So I will discuss where I'm thinking of what's going on. It's not complete, but it's an idea of what I believe is going to happen in the uh, Eastern, Conference, uh, Eastern Conference teams this season. But uh, before I get to that, I will cover some other updates as well. Um, LeBron James signed a two-year extension of $85 million with the Lakers to 2023 and 24. So that will be <clears throat> interesting. Um, more money for him. I wonder where the money's going to go for Anthony Davis, who still has not signed his contract. But, you know, everyone is thinking that LeBron is going to play with his son in the NBA, which could happen, but the NBA has got to waive its allowed to draft out of high school clause, which is uh, no longer acceptable. Uh, but moving on from there, uh, 48 players have tested positive in the NBA, but this, these are players tested within their districts, not uh, before they moved into training camp. So those players will go into isolation until they have been cleared and ready to play. Like I stated, those players tested positive have to basically wait 12 days in consecutive negative tests before they can resume practices. So right now, those 48 players, it doesn't seem like much, but you have players, you know, going to be delayed in regards to starting training camp. Remember, games are kicking off on November, not November, December the 11th. So you're already going to have people missing early stages of training camp, and it could be rookies, it could be star players, but some teams have multiple of the 48, so... We will just have to wait and see what's going to happen. Uh, Paul George was on a podcast today discussing with uh, Matt Barnes, and they talked about the 3-1 series lead that they blew uh, this past week to the Denver Nuggets. And now, listen, I projected, like I stated, I'm not surprised if the Clippers blew it and they weren't able to continue. And I was right. I said that Denver was going to be winning. They're probably going to go up and face the Lakers, not just because Denver was good. They were. They were very good this season, but the fact that the Clippers cannot somehow get past the second round of the playoffs. But Paul George stated that it was, you know, they weren't able to adjust. You know, they were up 3-1. They said they were good. They were up 3-2. Okay, we still have a game lead. We're still fine. Now they're tied. But now they're just saying that communication uh, they just weren't able to make adjustments. It was just the same thing repeating again and again and again. So it just wasn't working out, and they just weren't able to combat what Denver was doing. And they thought, you know, it was going to be done. They thought they were, it was over with at 3-1. And you know what? Some people stated, yes, it was done. And I even stated, well, it could be done. But I also said, well, if the Clippers are the Clippers, they're not winning this series. And I was right, and... Guess what? The Clippers lost, and they blew a 3-1 series lead. And, you know, Paul George definitely talked about the chemistry with the team and how things just did not work out. But we, we all knew this already, and it's good to hear that it's coming clean. And what some what he was thinking, what some players were thinking, like, listen, they had it in the bag at 3-1. They thought they had it in the bag at 3-2, 3-3. They were definitely thinking in trouble, and it's just a quicksand effect in regards to 
one situation after another, 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 and they just couldn't combat against the Denver Nuggets. But hey, we all knew this was happening. We all saw the series. So, but that's the life in the NBA, and that's what you get. Listen, you come to play, you have to come play for every game, but, you know, what does this say about Doc Rivers not making adjustments to combat against the Nuggets? What does this say about the mentality of the Clippers going into next season when Paul George came out and aired the dirty air? So what does it say? Does this help this team grow? Who knows? But we did see or hear lots of rumors and information in regards to about, you know, the chemistry not working well. You know, the, the team's not or the players not working the best, you know. People talking about Kawhi and his layoff and, you know, is Kawhi the leader of the Clippers and will Paul George be there and, you know, what's the status? Doc Rivers is no longer the coach. What does that say about the locker room that the coach just had to step away? Who, who it, it says a lot. And there's lots of stuff going into this offseason and what's going to be happening with the Clippers. And right now they are favored to be second in the West, right behind the Lakers, but it is a very distant second. They do not do very well in regards to what the Lakers have in regards to a roster. You're still facing Davis. You still have LeBron James. You like. You have now Marc Gasol. You also have Montrezl Harrell, who is the ex-Clipper who came over. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Clippers did get a little bit better, but I will discuss Western Conference teams on Friday as well as go over what I'm thinking for the Eastern Conference today. But when you're looking at teams, you know, when you hear stuff like that, it makes sense on how well this Clippers team was. I, I didn't expect much of the Clippers. No, on paper, yes, they should have gone to the Western Conference Finals. Would they have beaten LeBron and the Lakers? Probably not. But when you're looking at some, when you're watching some of their games and you're seeing what Denver was doing, in my mind, it was just like, you know what? The Clippers are the Clippers, and even despite all this talent, they still cannot get past the second round. And we, we're finding out from Paul George why. He stated. It was just like the mentality of it. They thought they had it in 3-1, 3-2, and then everything just started falling apart. The chemistry, the communication, not being able to make adjustments. It was all there in the downfall against the Denver Nuggets. But that is the story of basketball. And like I stated, we'll keep an eye on what's going on with the Clippers all season. It's it's hard to say what's going to be happening. And FYI, George and Kawhi are free agents after the end of uh, this season. So where are they going to go? Who knows? But <laughs> Clippers, remember, paid a king's ransom to get Paul George here and to have him play. So it's going to be an interesting NBA season for the Los Angeles Clippers. Now let's move from the West back to the East and discuss about the Eastern Conference Finals teams and what I'm thinking about rankings and what we're going to look at, which teams are going to be ready to input. Listen, when you're looking at the teams, like I'm just gibbering here and I don't even consider this official, but you know what? The eight playoff teams, I'm going to consider them the same as last season. Raptors, Bucks, Heats, Nets, Boston, 76ers, Orlando, and the Pacers. You may have Charlotte and Washington on the outside looking in because it's hard to say. But you also have the Hawks too, and the Pistons, like the Hawks, Charlotte. You know the uh, Pistons are no. Yes, it's Blake Griffin, but you still have no Andre Drummond. He's now in the Cavaliers. Cavaliers are not much. 
just because that team isn't very good. The Bulls, well, who knows? The Knicks move on. So you have Charlotte, you have the Hawks, and you have Washington. Like you have Trey Donovan, Capella, and you also have Bogdanovich, who had signed there uh, for his restricted free agent uh, contract. And then, you know, Charlotte, you have the number one pick, LaMelo Ball, which I don't think he'll do anything. But you also have Gordon Hayward, which is eh. Though updates haven't really shown up on regards to that contract. But when we're looking here, who knows? But probably Washington and Atlanta are the two teams on the outside looking in. Charlotte coming close. But I don't really expect much from them to in regards to in regards of competing in the East. But I am looking at those eight teams. Now in regards of rankings, where do I see them? It's, you know, the Bucks, Heat. Boston, Nets, Raptors, 76ers, Orlando, and the Pacers, possibly in that order. If I am looking at it, you know, I put in the Bucks number one because they were still the best team in the East last year. When you look at their lineup, you still have uh, Holiday, Middleton, uh, Giannis, Lopez, and, and DiVincenzo uh, uh, for that team. So you look in there, so they're starting lineup. Heat, you still have Robinson, Leonard, Dragic, uh, Bio, and Butler. And you have Boston, which, you know, it's still the same team, but it's all about depth. And the Nets, that's the question that we're all wondering. What can Kyrie and Durant do with the Nets? It's it's anyone's game in regards to this. So when you're looking at the, the, the rankings, like when I talk about the Raptors, the Raptors, my only concern is, is the center position, and they seem to have filled it out well. And projected lineups are showing Baines as the starting center. So you have Fred, Lowry, OG, and Pascal as, you know, as the starting lineup. But when we're looking at the rosters here, um, you know, Bucks are probably going to be number one uh, just because you still have Giannis. Two, it's, I don't want to be the fan favorite and say the Nets, but I'm not a fan. But, like, you do have Kyrie and... Durant, but is Durant going to be the same after his Achilles injury? And you know what? The Nets were a playoff team still last year without two superstars. So maybe expect them to go up a little bit more. I do. I was thinking them at the fourth just because of Boston and uh, the Heat were a better team. But when I'm looking at it, maybe Boston goes to the two. Maybe I keep Toronto. Maybe I move Toronto to the three. Four, we'll, we'll keep Brooklyn there because, you know what, as long as you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie, your team is going to be good. Five, the Heat, just because we'll, we'll see if they can carry over uh, from the NBA championship. But the top five are just, I'm, I'm thinking the top five will rotate. It, it could be anyone's guess in regards to that. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm a Raptors fan, so I'm not hating on my own team, but it's hard to say what's going to happen with this season and this training camp. And with, with the Raptors, it's, it's good. I like the roster. I'm happy with it. Even when we look at it, you're looking at Gasol and Ibaka gone, which, which were good. Like Ibaka was a good change of pace player, which is what you have. But when you look at the bench, you know we don't know what the status of Terrence Davis is, so we're waiting on that. So we still have Matt Thomas. You still have Norman Powell. You have Chris Boucher coming off the bench as well, plus the new additions. So it's going to be interesting. But your starting lineup is still the same. 
and you have still OG, you still have Pascal. Let's hope Pascal returns to his form was last year. And that's going to be the question as well. So Boston, I'm bringing them a little bit higher because what they did even without Gordon Hayward Bay was still impressive. So good on them. They're at the conference final. But my bottom three are going to be those bottom three. The 76ers, Orlando, and Pacers. 76ers, I don't care what they did. Yes, you have Doc Rivers, great coach. But when you look at them, you still have Simmons. You have still Tobias Harris. You still have Embiid. Uh, you have Seth Curry now on the team. And you have uh, Danny Green. I am not jumping through hoops in regards to this roster or lineup projected. Now, these are some project. These are projected lineups. Well, for the Raptors, I think it's very accurate. But these are projected. So, like, you have Tobias Harris. Like I said, Simmons, Danny Green, Seth Curry, and Joel Embiid. I'm not really threatened by this 76ers team. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if... Joel Embiid will be mature enough to be the leader and bring the 76ers on their back. Yes, we know he didn't have Simmons last year, but we were not convinced by Simmons last year either. The only time we were actually worried about the 76ers was when Jimmy Butler was on that team, and Jimmy Butler showed why he was a pain in the butt to most teams because he was hard to guard against and he can shoot very well. But with this team, I'm not too worried about it. I'm not. I'm not. Like, sixth could be too high. Like, for all we know, Orlando should be up higher. Who knows? We'll see what Doc Rivers does with the 76er team, but I see them as sixth. That's where I see them. I see them at the very bottom, potentially maybe eight. Orlando, I see them moving up a spot from last year. They, they did very well. That's what I'm going to give them credit for. Last year, they had the eighth seed. Uh... But we, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Like, they are a good team. They are young. They are going to develop. So maybe they move up a spot. You know, last year, um, when you're looking at the playoff teams, um, it, it's hard to say because when we're looking at it here, because um, we had the Bucks play the – we had Bucks play Orlando last year. The Raptors played Brooklyn. Um, Miami played. Actually, I gotta relook through this right now. Um, what the, the what the teams were. My apologies. Sorry. I don't know why. When I'm trying to search uh, playoffs, it's always interesting. It is always interesting. So let's just take a look here. Uh, da, da, da. No, that's the wrong season. Oh my god. I gotta really think. I really had a brain fart today, because you know what? I, I do like the Pacers making it into the playoffs. I really do. I really, really like it. Uh, I do like this team. You still have another Bogdanovich on it, but it is going to be an interesting team. So let me just take a look at the bracket. What the bracket was last year. So here we go. Oh yeah, no, sorry. The Pacers were number four. So. When we're looking at the team, yeah, same playoff format as last year. So when I'm looking at it here, yeah, Brooklyn was seven, uh, Orlando was eight. I do have the Pacers down to eight now because I have Brooklyn and them switching. Maybe I switch Brooklyn, uh, Pacers and Orlando around, but it's hard to say with Olin Depot coaching change as well. We saw positives with T.J. Warren, so we'll see that there. Uh, I'm leaving Philly in the same spot now in regards to. 
the top five, that could be interchangeable. That, that is probably going to be interchangeable when we look at it. Uh, you know, the, the Heat will be the fifth spot, possibly. It's still the same roster from last year. We saw them make that great run for the playoffs. It's, it's hard to say. It is going to be hard to say in regards to this roster for the Eastern Conference. It is. And there's lots of stuff going on. But right now, I'm looking at potential, a projected uh, eight, uh, Bucks one, so Bucks one, Boston two, Toronto three, Brooklyn four, Heat five, Sixers six, Orlando seven, eight, the Pacers. Um, I will look into this more, but this is what I was thinking of projecting. I will discuss discuss Friday as well, the Western Conference. Uh, what I think about those projections too, because that, that that's going to change too in regards to the playoffs. Uh, Golden State's back. Yes, they lost uh, Thomas, which which does hurt them. But it would be still interesting to see what the playoff projection would look like in regards to uh, that week. Uh, so that's it for the show today. I know it's not very long. I know it's not very short. But I did cover mostly basketball. So just recapping, I did go over a projected potential Eastern Conference playoff, playoff lineup. Um, I will have a final number there, including what's going on in the Western Conference. Uh, Paul George did break down what had happened in that 3-1 to one, uh, series lead uh, that was blown. So, um, you know, that was a good interview that I saw with him and Matt Barnes. Steelers are 11-0 again, and you know LeBron got his money, so that's what that's what I recapped on the show today. Uh, but Friday show, no Thursday night football, so I won't be discussing that. Uh, there is also uh, more updates on the NBA as training camp is going on. Like I like I stated, I will do my uh, projections for the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. I would make my announcement for the five games for the weekend. And then we'll get ready for some updates in college football as well. And I'll also announce my top 10 uh, for Saturday. I will announce what the topic will be. I will not be announcing my top 10 list, but tune into that for Friday. Uh, Thank you for listening. Have yourself a great week. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. (laughs) 